Before we get going this week, I thought I'd just remind you that I'm a certified business strategist who's been in property for over 25 years. I know my clients shortcut their success by being laser focused through strategy and mentoring, as no one business model fits us all because funding, geography, skill set, it all plays a part in deciding what works for you. Getting it wrong can definitely damage your wealth. If you're serious about property, then your first step is a call with me. Nothing more difficult than following the link in the show notes to book it. This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy-to-let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, Welcome to my podcast, and this is the first edition. So this is all about me and my property world in a nutshell. Well, I'm a solopreneur because I don't do big teams. I didn't want to have an office where I had to go in every morning and feed people with jobs to do and to have a payroll. I wanted to do it on my terms, in my time and my way. And I started over 20 years ago when social media wasn't really a thing and neither was the internet. It was still dial-up, which could cause problems. But I built it around my family and I built two portfolios from scratch, one near the Salisbury's in the south of England, which is great for equity, and the second up in Stoke-on-Trent in the Midlands, which is brilliant for cash flow. Currently, we're in the process of modernising a third. We have a family farm with a lot of unused buildings that have come out of Agricultural Commission and we're bringing them back into commercial use in all sorts of different ways. And for the past 10 years, I've been working with people on a one-to-one basis, property mentoring, and in groups for accountability and doing strategy days when we work on their businesses. And for many years, I co-hosted The Bucks, which was the independent property meet with the wonderful John Cox of the Mortgage Desk and Insurance Desk. And that was wonderful because I saw all sorts of people come and go talking about niches none of us had heard about and giving us inspirational stories month after month. And I was able to JV and borrow money and really have fun with the people that I saw month after month. When I started, I had two children in two different schools, one in another country at one point to me because we were living in Germany. I had a dog, a carrot, and two ferrets, and a husband who was in the army, often for long stretches of time. And sometimes he would disappear with only a few days' notice and be gone for an unspecified amount of time. So I had to work round my family because I was the glue that kept it all together. And when my husband was around, he was always flying a helicopter or being in a tank. So he wasn't very good for having a career or a job with pension prospects or even being particularly well paid. And of course, being an army family, we moved 18 times in 23 years. But despite all of that, 
I built a sustainable mixed property portfolio, which was just what I'd wanted to do. I've got single lets, student lets. I've had enormous fun building houses and flats, lots of planning gain, and currently converting old redundant agricultural buildings into new life. It's given me a monthly income and it allowed my husband to retire at 55 so he can do what he wants on the farm rather than having to go and find a job in civilian life. It also gives us one-off chunks of income because we're still flipping. That's the wonderful thing about property. And the portfolio itself only takes a couple of hours a week because there's always something that needs looking at. And I am a control freak, so I don't like to outsource absolutely everything that I could. But currently, our project is the conversion of a Tudor threshing barn into a wedding venue. So actually, that's two new companies we're setting up at the moment because one will piggyback off the other. And that is creating a lot of fun because we're having to do things we'd never thought of before. You know, repairing stuff with clay and doing a lot of clay lump and new oak work. Really, really great fun. But I live on a working farm and... I also sit, I'm elected onto the local parish council, which is the first rung of the planning process. So we are the people who see the planning applications from the area before they're approved to go forward to the next layer of county council decision making. Really good for someone who works in property because it means that you have to keep up with all the current rules and regulations. But most importantly, it's a sustainable and profitable business. It'll create income long after I'm retired. In fact, long after I'm dead, because it was set up for legacy. It can be professionally run, so I can be replaced. It doesn't matter if I'm here or not. And most of the stuff you get told about in the front of property rooms is all about big numbers, which doesn't apply to me as a property solopreneur, because I can't, with all my commitments, know that I can build something with, you know, if I have to do 100 calls a week. No, I worked with the time I had. I worked out how much time I could work and when I could work and what I needed to do. But I was able to build a portfolio and an income, which is just as large as anybody else who's had big teams. It just took a little bit longer. And I think anyone can be a property solopreneur for that very reason. You don't even have to leave your job if you don't want to. But this isn't the first company that I've set up. Before I got married, I worked for Harrods, Harvey Nichols, Selfridges, big retail companies like that. But that wasn't possible if I was moving around all the time. So I set up a property tapestry uh, painting business, which was enormous fun. But it wasn't great, to be quite honest, with small children and toxic paint. So I very early on in the children's life saw one of those Cerebini programmes. And I thought, hmm, I can do that. That's man management and maths. I run a home. I can do that. And the first flip I did, I had more profit than I had a whole year's turnover with my tapestry kits. It was an absolute no-brainer. So the tapestry kits now purely come out to keep my fingers busy whilst I'm watching the television, because, you know, that old saying, the devil makes work for idle hands. Well, why listen to this? Well, learn something new. I'm sure with the people I'm going to be talking to, a little nugget will appear for you. And that's all you need to make a seismic change in a business. I'm going to be talking to industry leaders, talk about their niche areas. I mean, have you ever wondered what the different types of surveyors really do. We talk about 
doing property ourselves. But it's a bit of a myth because none of us could do any of the property work that surveyors, structural engineers, all those sorts of people do, which is really why we're able to make the profit that we do. I'm also going to talk to some inspirational speakers talking about what they did and how they became financially free. Some you will have heard of, others you won't, because believe it or not, there are heaps of people out there with very large portfolios who don't even know the property world exists. They just got on and did it. And I think it would be really fascinating to hear their stories and what they found difficult and easy. But they are all financially free, as I say, and I think that's really helpful to us all because we all need dollops of useful information. And people who've been around property a long time are able to tell us about problems that markets cause when finance dries up, all that sort of thing that we need to be able to put into our businesses to make sure they're built on rock and are totally secure. So I'm going to share my property world with you, the highs, the lows, the busy bits, the very stressful bits. I've walked the walk because I was there when we were not able to sell or remortgage properties when the credit crunch first hit. I know what it's like to work in those circumstances. And I think it's really helpful to constantly hear from those people because many around today who are very vocal only made their property fortunes after the crash and have never experienced high interest rates or problems of funding. I learned a lot from people who didn't survive. And there were a lot of people who didn't survive in the credit crunch through no fault of their own. They were in the wrong product or they had commercial mortgages or something that meant they couldn't survive. And I think many of people have impressions that they can't work in property because they're not a natural fit. Well, I'm not a natural fit. You know, I'm not a natural fit for a building site. I really am not. You know, I wear an Alice band and I sound as if I've swallowed a punnet of plums. But I worked with the same team for nearly 10 years. We got on really well. We made a lot of money together. And I know this property stuff works. Not just the theory, the reality. When my parents were very ill, they were told they were on final approach. My father was a pilot. And my sister and I gave up the really sort of everyday parts of our lives to be with them for the last few months. And that meant I could only make a few phone calls a week to the agents or whatever to make sure that my rental properties were ticking over nicely. I dropped the mentoring. I put that all aside. But I didn't lose any money at all. My income did not drop a penny. And I can't think of any other profession where you could say the same if you didn't turn up for work. So I know this works. It's something that anyone can do. It is hard work to get going. But once it's set up and it is working properly, wow, the rewards are fantastic. Well, I got going with the courage of the totally ignorant because nobody I knew did it. And I sold a car and bought my first buy to let. And I just kept borrowing from banks and individuals. I'm now my biggest investor. But suddenly I woke up and I had more houses that I had ever planned to have. And I still kept going. I think that anyone can be a property solopreneur, a successful one, because I'm the proof. I'm badly dyslexic, but that hasn't stopped me at all. It doesn't make a jottle of difference, frankly. Now, it won't make you an overnight millionaire. It is a slow burn because having an investment mortgage debt of over a million plus does not mean you are a millionaire. But the great thing about property is you get to see results quickly. And that's really, really encouraging. All markets are good for investing in, just how you do it. 
when I started, buy-to-let mortgages had only just begun. And flipping was incredibly difficult because it was on tapered relief, which meant if you sold too early, you were only allowed a certain percentage of the profit. Sounds mad to us now, but you know, it was still worth it then and we all did it. But you have to be organised and you have to be prepared to learn something new and pivot because the market makes you. You cannot determine what is going to be right and wrong for the market. And the buck stops with you. And you have to make sure that you build a business that's built on rock and not sand. Oh, and spoiler alert, I don't do the phrase, I have a passion for property. No, I don't. If I did, I might be something like a surveyor or an engineer. No, I'm passionate about what it can do for me because I know it makes me and other people totally financially free. So that's me and my property world in a nutshell. It's not going to be in hour-long episodes. I'm a bite-sized portion girl, about 22 minutes to half an hour. But if you are someone who needs to have a longer podcast because you're ironing or walking the dog or driving a car, may I suggest you save them all up and binge listen to me. I really don't mind how you listen to me. But if you haven't done it before, I do encourage you to get the courage together to just get going, whether you're full-time or part-time whether you need a little bit of help or whether you're happy to do it on your own. Just get going. Oh, by the way, disasters, they do happen. It doesn't matter how organised you are and how well planned you are. Something will always happen. But if you get through it, it will make a fantastic story. Because when you have done it for a while, somebody will ask you to share your journey to inspire others. And these disasters make fantastic stories. But if you do what you need to do, and you do it well, whether you have two houses or 200, you will become a wildly successful property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist. If you found my stories inspiring and my content useful, then come find out more about my mentoring and strategy sessions by going to www.racheltroughton.com and book a discovery call with me. The banner link is on every page. Come and create and grow your own property business. That's the shortcut to success.